This is Blake Miller coming live from my tiny ass apartment here in Mission Viejo, looking to cover Northside 2022's draft. Let's go. Before we look ahead to the uh, upcoming season, let's take a trip down memory lane, Northside 2021. We had Trey taking home the league title last year, finishing off season 12 and 2. Then you had me. Cooper's Troopers, Blake Miller, 9-5. Third place, we had Sam. Fourth place, we had Phillips. Fifth, we had Phil. Sixth, we had Brian. Seventh, we had Nick. Eighth place, we had our commish, Jake. Rounding out the bottom two, we had Stephanie at ninth and Shane at 10. For the 2022 season, we're bringing everyone back. Everyone's back to uh, take down the champ, Trey. And obviously take down me because I'm always in the playoffs. But it's going to be an exciting season as we uh, shift toward the draft. We take a look at each individual team and see who I think who won the draft and who lost the draft. As we look to the start of the draft, we see that Steph House Targaryen had the first pick this year. She went with the obvious pick, Jonathan Taylor. As we go down the draft, we see uh, the usuals go off. A lot of couple of running backs to start. We had Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler. And then we had our top two wide receivers go. Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, and Travis Kelsey. Now... For me personally, this seems like a very normal draft to start off, except for that Travis Kelsey pick. Now, I am one that never likes taking tight ends in that first round, but there's obviously there is a value and people see there to be a value. As we saw on our draft, we had two tight ends taken in the first two rounds, one by official with the official boys, and then midway through the second round with Mark Andrews um, from your commish in the LA Bash Bros. Tight ends early is just spells a little bit of trouble. We see the biggest point disparity between number one running backs and number two running backs throughout the league. So nabbing those first two running backs, I believe early in the draft, getting those two home run hitters is just so important. That's why I do believe that House Targaryen with her first two picks too and Jonathan Taylor, Leonard Fournette um, will be pretty fruitful. I look around and I also see Call of Duty uh, nailing down Derek Henry, DeAndre Swift. Two great picks, two great running backs, two automatic home runs that I believe that you can get at the, at the, start, of the, at the start of the draft and build your team around is uh, definitely beneficial. So I like their picks to start off the, the draft. My next favorite thing to look for, especially in our league, is which quarterback goes off the board first. And thank goodness for House Targaryen that Andrew Luck has retired because she didn't have the option of picking him up nice and early. But as we see in the third round, Notorious go nabs his quarterback early. I believe last year he uh, made it a point to draft two quarterbacks. I believe he had, I believe he had. Um, Justin Herbert and also Lamar Jackson. I've noticed with Notorious and Trey that he likes filling out his starting lineup early. He likes having home run hitters. Does not have a lot of depth. He looked towards the end of his uh, end of his uh, roster and end of his lineup, but I don't really think that matters because he's a champ and he can just do whatever he wants. All right, let's start diving in team by team here. First off, let's go through the LA Bash Bros. That is Jake Bakke, Lee Kamish. And he came out strong with his first pick, picking up Cooper Cup. 
first round number fourth overall my my boy coops loose cooper trooper los angeles rams looking to repeat the historic year that he had last year after that he went mark andrews cd lamb justin herbert Cortland sutton so obviously the la bash bros had a game plan in mind going wide receiver heavy linking up la connection with cooper cup justin herbert can you imagine those guys were on the same team it'd be ridiculous he also was very proud of his pick of DeAndre Hopkins late in the ninth round, obviously serving a suspension. But my concern with his team is the zero RB repro- uh, zero running back approach. Starting running backs this year so far are going to be Elijah Mitchell, Kareem Hunt. One is a backup, and Elijah Mitchell plays for San Francisco, which we've seen in the past that are keen on rotating running backs. Uh, usually they run a pretty deep rotation with the running backs. But no one can deny how strong his wide receiver core is if he can get any production out of DeAndre Hopkins. And he also has secured Miami's backfield with Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, that he picked up in the 10th and 12th round. So I think LA Bash Bros strategy this season is just going to see if he can hit on one of his uh, later round running backs because he obviously has the quarterback wide receiver tight end um, combination that is shaping up to be probably the best in the league next up we got your boy Kyler the creator 2.0 the reason why it's 2.0 because LA Brash Bros last season had uh, Kyler Murray team name was Kyler the creator obviously I'm a better version of his team last year it's evident so new and improved baby so my strategy going in was that I had to have two running backs with my uh, first two picks I was number eighth overall I didn't think Najee Harris would drop to me I was hoping that I can maybe get a, a something I don't even know what I wanted in there I think the whole game plan is maybe Joe Mixon uh, that didn't work out. So I was I was pressed with Devontae Adams or DeAndre Swift. With Devontae Adams, I felt like he had a little bit better upside. On my third pick, uh, I knew that later in the rounds there was going to be a dry spell for running backs, so I reached a little bit. Nick Chubb, we play in a half-point PPR. I know he's not going to get the catches. He's not going to get the uh, receptions that I know some of the other top-end running backs are going to get. I'm banking on goal lines. I'm banking on just pure volume with the uh, quarterback troubles out in Cleveland. One player in particular that I was extremely high on was Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, I love his talent. Matt Ryan coming in for Indianapolis. They're going to dominate that division, I believe. So I thought it was a great pick. Also, Brandon Cooks. Everyone talks trash, my boy Brandon Cooks, because he plays on Houston, and he's got Davis Mills as quarterback, but uh, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, 1,000-yard seasons in four of the last six seasons. I mean, there's... For a flex option, there's nothing, there's no better. Um, after that, I just, I typically do not draft a tight end till the very, the very end. I don't like drafting quarterbacks. Um, Kyler Murray kind of fell to me at round eight. I felt like that was kind of a high end option as a top, as a top quarterback. But my game plan was just volume in terms of wide receivers, running backs, maybe taking some, some flyers on guys like Michael Thomas, Devin Singletary. It's nothing great, but definitely an option that I can maybe flip at the end of the year. 
but excited with my team. I wish I would have hit on a running back with my second second pick, but you got to do what you got to do. Up next, it's your favorite Packers homer, rum runner, Ronnie B. Nick. Nick had the second overall pick in the draft, went Chris McCaffrey, followed that up with Tyreek Hill, Aaron Jones, Scary, Terry, McLaurin, Aaron Rodgers. As you can see, big Packers guy, top two of his first five picks were Packer players. I always saw Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers as kind of a later end QB. Obviously, there's fears with Devontae Adams heading to uh, Las Vegas. That where was that number one option? Well, obviously, Nick Runrunners found it, and with his ninth pick, Alan Lazard, he thinks that's going to be the individual that can pick pick up uh, the slack that Devontae left behind. I felt like Rum Runners could have waited a little bit longer to get Aaron Rodgers, but Rum Runners is the prime example of if you got players you like, you go get them early and you don't worry about it. Uh, he went the strategy where he kind of fill, filled out his roster pick by pick. He um, completed his starting lineup, QB, two wideouts, two running backs, and a flex with his first seven picks of the draft. Very top-heavy. If I look at his roster, who I really, really like is James Robinson out of Jacksonville running back. Finishing out the draft, we had Fischl Boys, number 10 overall. As I mentioned earlier, he went Travis Kelsey, first round, number 10. On the turnaround, he went Alvin Kamara, Patrick Mahomes, Damian Pierce, DK Metcalf for his first five picks. I wanted Alvin Kamara so damn bad. I was hoping that with my first pick that I went with Najee, that Alvin Kamara would fall back to me. There's potential of, of suspension, and I'm not buying it. I wanted him. I didn't get him. So screw you, official boys. Surprise of the draft, I think, was going with Patrick Mahomes third overall for his team. Sometimes people just love quarterbacks. Like they're just enamored by quarterbacks and they just want to make sure that they have a plug and play every single week. It works out for some teams. You can hit it and you can fill out your bench or you can hit on one of your late picks. I feel that he did that with Rashad Penny. As we saw the last three, four weeks last season when Rashad Penny is finally healthy that he was a top-end running back. He absolutely dominated. And I think that late pick for him in the eighth round for Rashad Penny could prove to be a league winner if he can figure out and get the production that he's hoping for out of his wide receivers with DK Metcalf, new quarterbacks. I believe Geno Smith is starting this year, so who knows what that's going to be. And Jerry Judy, also new quarterback, Russell Wilson. So question marks at wide receivers i believe he hit a sneaky sneaky home run with rashad penny and i also do like robert woods in tennessee no more aj brown targets got to go somewhere that guy is a target hog moving along in the draft we got from zero to hero Phil Okamoto. Phil Okamoto had the six overall pick. He nabbed Dalvin Cook. Came back with Stefan Diggs. Saquon Barkley. 
T. Higgins, and Gabe Davis. This guy loves Buffalo. This guy is so high on Buffalo this this season. Uh, I drafted with Phil. I drafted right next to him, and you should have saw the geese the geese smile on his face when he had Stephon Diggs sitting at sitting for him at fifteen. Guy loves this team. He, if you look at the first six picks in the draft, he went wide receiver heavy. Uh, he went Rashad Bateman, Gabe Davis, T. Higgins, Stephon Diggs. Uh, I he's gonna have some decisions week one. Running backs with Dalvin Cook and Saquon Barkley, two home run hitters. I think out of the top running backs, some would say probably uh, Dalvin Cook is the most question marks in terms of injury. I don't think he's completed a full season in the last three, four seasons. Saquon Barkley, as we know, last year was a mess. Um, the Giants were a mess, but two um, amazing talents that they can stay healthy, stay in the field. He went deep. He went deep with his quarterback. I believe he was the the last team to take a quarterback in this draft. He went with Trey Lance. I love this strategy. I love taking quarterbacks late. The difference between a tier one quarterback and a, and a tier two, maybe in the 13th, 14th overall, is not that crazy. It's not that wide. So finding value in the later rounds for your quarterback and one that hits really sets you up for a lot of areas in the draft where you can still take top talent. Now, I get on Phil every single year because I absolutely hate the way that he drafts handcuffs. He went Dalvin Cook with a six overall. He picked up Alexander Alexander Madison in the ninth round. If you look across other teams, I see Robert Woods that we saw with Fisher Boys. Um, we saw Christian Kirk was a ninth round ninth round pick. Alan Lazard, Devin Singletary with me, DeAndre Hopkins with LA Bash Bros. There was still a lot of value at the ninth pick, and Phil Weather whether he means to or not is very codependent on the handcuffed but to each their own house chargarian is up next and with her number one overall pick like we discussed jonathan taylor after that she went leonard fournette javante williams mike williams jalen waddle for their top five picks i think with the thir- first three picks of the draft in terms of that running back value that you can get early in this draft that you don't get later in the draft. House Targaryen did a phenomenal job. Uh, automatic home run hitter with Jonathan Taylor. Leonard Fournette, a little bit on the older side. It's so dumb they were talking about how he came in heavy to training camp. Who cares? I mean, if you're friends with Tom Brady, Tom Brady trusts you. You're going to get your targets. He's going to be okay. Javante Williams... I think the the fears that most managers had last season with Melvin Gordon, him coming back on a one-year cheap contract this year, I think Javante Williams, I think it's his time to shine. So I think those are three great picks. Top two wide receivers, I love Mike Williams. Who doesn't love Mike Williams? Who doesn't love having uh, Justin Herbert as your quarterback to throw to you? The high volume, boomer bust of Mike Williams. Jalen Waddle's interesting as her number two wide receiver. How much is he going to get involved? He has been hurt during this preseason, uh, during training camp. 
But if that can hit, if that magic can happen on Miami, because it's going to be super exciting with them, that uh, she can get a number two wide receiver out of him, that would be awesome, especially with those running backs locked up for the year. And I would have to say, too, Lamar Jackson, number six, uh, with her quarterback. Normally with that top pin heavy, taking three running backs, two wide receivers, usually a lot of the top quarterbacks are usually gone. But Lamar Jackson is probably that lower echelon in terms of like the higher end quarterbacks, but you cannot just discredit the legs, discredit the uh, touchdown rushing touchdown uh, availability that Lamar Jackson has. So, I mean, I like Steph's team. I like, I like house Targaryen. I would say they're probably one of my favorite teams just off that starting lineup. She has some home run hitters. um, I believe on her bench too. Tyler Lockett as a 12th round pick. Like I said, we have uh, some sketchy quarterbacks with Drew Locke and uh, Geno Smith out in Seattle. But Tyler Lockett has proved that he can be kind of a boomer and a bust. It's nice having that on your bench. Juju Smith-Schuster with KC. Time will tell how that's going to work with Patrick Mahomes. But if he's primarily playing out of the slot this year where he thrived in Pittsburgh, it's going to be real good, I believe. She also took a chance with Sky Moore who another home run hitter, bigger boom, uh, boomer bus kind of player for Kansas City. I think with Steph's team, it's a lot of wait and see, but I like the makeup of her team. And I think uh, if she can get that production out of Lamar, she can get that promo- uh, production out of Jalen Waddle, then I see her being a tough team to beat. Call of Judy. Judy is up next. Guy needs to change his team name because he does does not have Jerry Judy this year. But but that is our boy Phillips. Phillips seventh overall took Derrick Henry, DeAndre Swift, AJ Brown, Travis NTA Jr. I'm I'll never know how to say his name. I don't care. Followed up with his fifth overall pick, Ezekiel Elliott. Four running backs in the first five picks. Uh, I believe I believe that this season running backs um, outside the first four rounds were a little suspect. So Call of Duty Phillips saw that. I I would imagine saw that. Um, was aggressive with his running backs. Derrick Henry, DeAndre Swift, two bell cows. Uh, not much competition behind Derrick Henry. DeAndre Swift has uh, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams has been there the last couple of years, hasn't taken too much out of uh, DeAndre Swift's workload. When DeAndre Swift's healthy, he's getting plenty of targets, plenty of uh, touches, and he's going to be great. I am I am not sold on A.J. Brown. I did not like him with Tennessee last year. I don't think Jalen Hurts is that efficient as a quarterback in terms of passing. He's got the most weapons he's had in his career. Second year with a new coach. Second year in the league, pretty much. So maybe something's different. I don't I don't like AJ Brown as my number one wide receiver personally. I also look at Hollywood Brown with Arizona. I kept saying it uh throughout the draft that Arizona's got to play against the Rams defense, Rams corners. Um twice they got to take on uh, san francisco's pass rush twice so that's four games out of the the year where you're playing against top end uh top end defenses i do like Allen robinson i like the boom bus uh touchdown availability out of that so that may be an option for him if there are some struggles that i think that aj brown and hollywood brown are going to experience throughout the year Allen robinson will be a nice uh, substitute Dalton Schultz later in, later tight end probably has a, a good floor every single week with Zach Prescott. It's good addition to the bench. And then I 
I think the best value that um, Phillips had was with Russell Wilson in the ninth round. Lower end quarterback. Broncos are going to take a huge step forward. A lot of great weapons. Should be contending in every single game. I like that pick with uh, Russell Wilson. Our resident doormat is up next. QB Sneaks coming off a last place finish in our 2021 season. First overall pick, fifth overall, he went Justin Jefferson. Followed that up with Devo Samuel, James Conner, DJ Moore, David Montgomery. As a number number two run, uh, running back, David Montgomery scares me. I just, it's not going to be a good team this year as they were last year. Guy gets a lot of volume. He's usually good for about 15 to 20 uh, touches a game. But so number two running back and looking at his lineup, I like Cordell Patterson. He's very, as we saw, very versatile, probably a little bit underrated. So eighth round is a good value for him. But I do worry about David Montgomery. But with going into your matchups with Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuels, Target Hogs, they'll find it. They, as we saw last season, they'll find any way to get Debo involved in the office. Justin Jefferson is catching catching balls from a boy, Captain Kirk. You gotta love the wide receivers. DJ Moore in the flex spot. Be interesting to see how Carolina's offense is gonna be this year with uh the addition of Baker Mayfield. As we saw with Sam Darnold and how inefficient he was last year. Can't gotta be an upgrade. So I'm excited to see that. I like George Kittle at tight end. And Jalen Hurts, ninth overall, uh ninth round. As I said earlier in the uh the assessment of Phillips team and AJ Brown. If Jalen hurts can show that when he's paired with a number one automatic wide receiver, that he can be more efficient throwing at the ninth round. I feel like Jalen hurts would be the best quarterback in the league. If he can figure out the passing game and he can become efficient and show that he can be multiverse, um, he can be as good on the ground as he is through the air. I think that's probably the steal of the draft. But I have my worries. I have my doubts. Oh my gosh! I'm just noticing that he that uh, a Shane took Packers tenth round. Woof! And the Eagles in the second round. Woof! Well, let's hope for Jalen Hurts to step it up. We'll see if he can be even better quarterback than he was in fantasy last year than this year because. Uh, those defenses in the 10th and 12th yeah yikes two more teams left to go last team uh next team we got is uh team mercier that is sam i feel like sam always drafts the same players every year i i don't know if she did a lot of research this year because it blows my mind that she does not have robert woods this year or kamara or mark ingram but I gotta double check. She has Mark Ingram. No, she doesn't have Mark Ingram. Usually, those are her. Those are her. Those are her peeps. Those are her guys. But this year, she looks like she's taking a new strategy. Uh, she was a ninth overall pick. She went with Jamar Chase, which was an absolute steal in a ten-team league. Having him drop all the way down there, great pickup by her. She went all Cincinnati in the first two rounds. She went Jamar Chase. She went Joe Mixon. After that, she went Mike Evans, Cam Akers, T.J. Hawkinson. It's her top five. Cam Akers, I am worried about him as a Rams fan because we haven't seen a full season out of him. Jarrell Henderson um, is an amazing running back. 
I, I, I like his power game. I like his efficiency around the goal line a little bit more than Cam Akers. Cam Akers has shown when healthy how explosive he is, more more in the uh, open field. But that running back room for the Rams is going to be tight, and it's going to be tough to figure out who. It's tough to find out now or figure out now who's the winner in that backfield. It'll be exciting this Thursday to see how um, a healthy Cam Akers and a Darrell Henderson come out of camp and see kind of them fight for that job. Uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown, obviously was huge hit last year. He finished all the season as one of the top wide receivers. Uh, it'll be cool to see if he can take that next step forward, fill that uh, flex spot for Sam. So look down the roster too. Another, another move that I really like was Damian Harris. I think people are a little too over the moon with Ramonde Stevenson. I think Damian Harris was an absolute beast last year. Very efficient uh, at the goal line. Very efficient runner. I think the only thing that stops him is just the coaching staff in New England. But too early to see. But I feel like Sam has that running back depth with her team with Joe Mixon, Cam Akers, Clyde edwards and Damian Harris. I, I think she's probably missing a little home run with her uh, running back too with Cam Akers, but it's to be seen uh, as we roll over to the Thursday night football with the uh, Rams and the Bills. Last but not least, the Notorious. You have Trey, our champion from last season. He started off uh, third overall. He chose Austin Eckler, sacked that Chargers with his next pick with Keenan Allen. Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Kyle Pitts. I mean, I don't I, I don't know if it was an auto draft. I don't I don't know what the strategy there is with Josh Allen and Tom Brady. Third and fourth overall or a third and fourth round. That's like like I said earlier, when you're the champ, no one gets to question uh what you do. But I mean, I sure question that. I don't know. I don't know if he knows that we can only start one quarterback. I know he values making sure that he has a good quarterback coming in. I tried last year to trade for Justin Herbert, who sat on the bench all season, but that's just him. Um, like I said, he's a champion. He's going to come back next this season, probably better than ever. It's nice having uh, two of the biggest explosive playmakers on the Chargers with Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen in half-point PPR league is just a target hog. He's going to make up half of his points to just receptions. Hopefully, you can sneak in a couple extra touchdowns there. As I look at the second running back, Josh Jacobs, if there's something, there's there's nothing more steady than Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs will get you your 15 to 20 carries the game it's automatic how efficient he can be that's up in the air i like the chris godwin pickup uh he's been hurt but when when healthy he's a number one wide receiver tony pollard is also a good pickup because of the uncertainty that's with dallas's backfield uh with phil telling me that tony p should be the starter maybe that can come to fruition that'll help him out and i absolutely love from the notorious two kickers just in case but that's your champ and that is the conclusion of the 2022 draft 
with the conclusion of our drafts, I hate looking at these stupid final standing predictions because it's never right. Always has me in like bottom six, bottom eight, but it's wrong. But for some people that actually like looking at that, we have uh, looks like a Shane is our number one team projections coming out of the draft. After that, number two, we got Nick. House Targaryen at three. We have Trey at four. No, it changed to five. I don't know what he did. I don't know what happened within his draft. Maybe computer realized that he has Tom Brady and Josh Allen as his top two quarterbacks. And they're just like, what are you doing, bro? But he's number five. We have Elliot Bashbros at four. Call of Judy at six. Me, Kyle, the creator, 2.0 at seven. Sam's team at eight. Official Boys at nine. And surprise, surprise, the locomoto from zero back down to zero. It's projected to be the worst team in the league. You got to love it. So that's going to wrap up the draft recap. This is something fun I just wanted to do because it gives me a little bit of an avenue to uh, flex on my limited fantasy football NFL knowledge and gets me something to do to uh, interact with the league. I'm going to try to post one of these once a week. Hopefully next week I'll nab an interview from maybe our commish as we look into the uh, week two schedule, but stay tuned. Thank you for listening and welcome to Northside 2022.